0: Welcome to the Peter Legg Podcast, where you're empowered to lead, inspire, and influence. Now, here's your host and mentor, best-selling author, internationally acclaimed speaker, and community leader, Dr. Peter Legg. My guest this morning is Heidi Van Roon, who is the president and founder of Spark Business Services. Heidi, welcome.
1: Thank you so much. It's great to be here.
0: Tell us a little about uh, your association, your organization, so that we get a, a grasp of what we're going to talk about in the next half hour.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, I found spark as a result of being the successful bid for a tender at the Vancouver International Airport. Uh, the retailer there was looking for a staffing and recruiting provider. And I found out about it through my network. And I thought, this is a great idea, why not look into this? And one thing led to another and mine was the successful bid. And as a result, I founded Spark in 2011. And then requests came in for US um, services and to provide services in the US. And so I also incorporated Spark Promotions in the US as a full subsidiary of Spark Business Services here. And uh, that's kind of how it started. It was one step at a time. And here we are today and have 12 years under our belt, and it's been an exciting ride.
0: Well, you say uh, your, your business services. Tell us a little about your business services so we get an understanding of what, what, exactly what you do.
1: Well, I wanted the name Spark. And how do you, you know, really put descriptives around that? in order to meet the um, name criteria for BC corporations. And I also wanted to keep it broad and inclusive so that we can go in a lot of different directions. But we want to provide valuable services to businesses. And in this case, we're providing expert sales staff and to the airport retailers and luxury retail.
0: Specifically the airport? Yes. And we how- can
1: also provide locally. We have also supported promotions, sales, and promotions in the local market, uh, such as hold through, for example. But uh, we are most active in airports. It's a very unique environment, and I'm kind of addicted to it. It is so exciting.
0: <laughs> so obviously, they 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 know about you. Yes. How do they seek you out? <clears throat>
1: It was through word of mouth uh, that actually it was a former CFO at a previous employment that made me aware of the opportunity and the tender and she said Heidi we're looking for somebody that is entrepreneurial that's a salesperson and that's a people person and everything else we can teach them and she said it made me think of you if you want to compete I can arrange a meeting for you, but it's really the management that will decide who the finalist is. But if you want to present, let me know. And so I looked it up and thought, you know, this is what staffing is. This is what recruiting, I can do this. And why not go for it? This sounds exciting. I have an entrepreneurial disposition, and I'm ready to try something new. And one meeting led to another, and uh, here we are.
0: So are your offices at the airport?
1: No, I had offices actually uh, in downtown Vancouver. Okay. And uh, did my interviewing there and that is that was also the headquarters for our team and the office staff, the admin, but of course COVID changed everything. So now we are home based. But you know, my I am at the airport often to meet with team, to interview, to meet with friends and with retailer as necessary.
0: So if I would just watching this, I would say, okay, what exactly does this lady do?
1: (laughs) Exactly, it is a hidden service, and there are many dynamics that make an airport work, and that has helped Vancouver International Airport reach best airport in North America for twelve years in a row. And I am a service provider. So luxury brands um, have agreements with the retailer, such as, you know, Bulgari, Gucci, um, Sicily, um, Hermes. They have contracts with the retailer to provide products. And they then require staffing services and recruiters to provide the staff that sell these luxury goods. So... When there is a vacancy, I post the position, I interview for this role and the brand requirements and uh, around the specifications, and then move them forward. I have to qualify them based on airport criteria, uh, because there's a long list of working at the airport. It isn't, we cannot, um, we have to follow Transport Canada and, um, you know, regulations and, you um, there is definitely more criteria and to qualify to work in the secure areas of terminal.
0: So how long have you been doing this
1: job? And we then send the candidate to the brand, the brand interviews, then the retailer interviews. And once we have all those check marks, we can extend an offer of employment and assign them to the airport to sell for that brand.
0: So how long have you been doing this job?
1: 12 years.
0: And what what is the big attraction for you?
1: The biggest attraction is to see our candidates and watch what happens in that first interview and to find that connecting point because I know what that role is about. And the candidate at that point in the first interview, they're really still learning what is the airport employment about? what is this position about and to see the lights go on and to see them get excited and deeper into that role and to see how that opportunity connects with their purpose and with this time in their life is really probably the thing that hooks me the most. I'm a salesperson and I think recruiting is the hardest sales gig of all because you have a human decision on either end of that transaction and Both have to be happy. It's not, you're not selling widgets. You are selling skill sets and you're presenting skill sets. And when you see that connection happen, that is probably just one of the most rewarding things uh, that keeps me in the game. And to see them develop in that role and to see that win win take place because it is highly collaborative. Um, The brand needs to be happy, the retailer needs to be happy. Our staff need to be happy. And to facilitate that dynamic and that um, collaboration is very rewarding.
0: So how many people are we talking about at the airport?
1: Well, there's a lot of staff at the airport uh, working for the retailers. And many of them are employed by the retailer themselves because they're Mm -hmm. general staff and they're working their POS. And uh, then a number of arrangements require staffing firms. So we are one of many staffing firms that is providing staff to the effort. And we are the employer of record, so we manage the payroll, we manage their benefits, we manage um, onboarding, offboarding, leaves, all the HR elements. So we are really an HR
0: company. So how did you get That's into the our case?
1: Story. We're sales specific.
0: How did how did you get into this line of work?
1: <laughs> through word of mouth and through a former work colleague who she knew of me, I knew of her. And it is a LinkedIn story. It, you know, LinkedIn is a powerful professional networking tool. And you work with somebody and you can keep that relational asset in with you no matter where you work the people that you've worked with you build connection with you stay in touch and i think we sent you know maybe a little note once in six months saying hey let's meet for lunch sometime and it kept that connection warm so Mm. that when she advanced and she became the ceo for the retailer at that time she said heidi we need somebody and we need somebody that you know is a salesperson an entrepreneur and a people person And would you be willing to compete? And it really was just my curiosity and, I don't know, the idea of just take it one step at a time. And, you know, bidding for a tender is really just another level of interviewing. Candidates that go into an interview, they really need to go through several rounds of interviews to get to the offer stage. And bidding is like that. You go into the first meeting and you... You present the basics, you can provide the scope of work and the scope of services you can provide, but you're really there to also information gather and to see what do they need to hear in the next meeting and then draw that out of the first meeting and then bring that, the answers and a presentation to the second meeting and really work with the team that is there and the decision makers that are there to find that place where really all our objectives are aligned. And that um, that is how I got into the work. It was probably one of the most rewarding days in my life is to sign that long contract and realize we're in this and we're jumping in and uh, this is great.
0: Are your offices at the airport?
1: No, we had offices downtown Vancouver and we have... With COVID, we, you know, the tower was closed, we are in lockdown, and then my lease expired, so we are now just home I meet with them, we connect, we have competitions, we have chat groups, we we have relationship. I know them by name and they know me, Mm. and we know our quirks and we know our strengths and we know how to celebrate and we know how to be there for each other because as you can imagine, COVID has really ravaged The travel retail industry. Mm -hmm. It is an industry, a global industry, that is probably worth around 90 billion. And it is a substantial support to airport operations because these non-aeronautical revenues support infrastructure, they lower airfare costs, and they improve services for travelers. So travel retail is an ecosystem. The Economist once called it the sixth Continent, because you have that golden hour before travelers board a flight and they really just want to walk around and stretch their legs. And it is a wonderful and dynamic opportunity for retail and to offer something that is not offered in the local market and to offer it in a setting where travelers are in a holiday mood, they are in a new space, they're in a setting where they don't, they're not, you know they out of their usual setting. And those conversations and those services and that retail channel cannot be underestimated. It is very, very significant, not just in Vancouver, but really around the world. Travel retail is a dynamic industry.
0: Is it your expression, the golden?
1: The golden hour.
0: The golden hour.
1: That also, I think... Think first. Read it in the Economist article that talked about travel retail as a sixth continent. It is a golden hour, and of course now that is a golden two hours because travelers are arriving at the airport earlier. Yes. Or they're transferring. Transferring uh, passengers have, you know, often an hour, two hours, three, four hours to spend at an airport, and when you can offer them something that is a great product, a great price, something unique, something that they need or want, or a gift for someone else. That is that is a, a very has become a very relevant retail channel.
0: Is it just domestic, or do you do both?
1: I'm in the international terminal, so okay. the duty free locations um, that serve the U.S. Uh, travelers in the U.S. terminal. And of course, the international travelers out of the international
0: terminal. Yeah. Is there someone in your position on the other side?
1: In domestic, um, we have bid on projects in the domestic terminal. Um, The retail model is a little bit different because it is duty paid. So it's not duty free. And so it falls under a different category, but we definitely would be active there if work came up in the domestic terminal. Yes.
0: So what's your biggest challenge?
1: The biggest challenge is the recovery that we find ourselves in, Dr. Leigh.. Okay. It is an industry that was like I said ravaged by the COVID-19 pandemic and it is a global industry that came to a virtual standstill. And now we have the challenge of ramping up not just products and sales but also the human capital. Um, we had to draw back. We had to, you know, uh, eliminate positions because the the stores were closed. So we had to go through a really significant shift. It will go down in history as the biggest impact in travel retail, I'm sure. And so now we are in that recovery mode, but really looking to <clears throat> reclaim the relevance in the channel has a dynamic and vibrant retail channel. And I like it We because we have so much to offer. There's so many good pieces in place that have been built and that are there. And it is really just reconfiguring them and realizing that, you know, some things just needed to die and we have to let go of them. And we mm-hmm. have to look at what is new and what is relevant. And we have to look at our labor market for example, and how that is different. We have to look at our travelers and how, you know, consumer behavior has changed and we have to integrate more digitally. We have to modernize our human resources agenda and really elevate the profession. And that is probably, you know, the biggest campaign that I'm on now is to elevate travel retail as a career of choice. Because if I would have known about travel retail when I was, you know, starting my career in my profession, I think I just would have found the best kept secret. It is very rewarding. It is highly dynamic. It is so unique. And it is, I think, just underrepresented in the labor market for the opportunity that it truly is. And so my campaign right now, and that I started about a year ago, is to give voice to the opportunity and to really educate the market um, and candidate demographics that are most successful in this channel, and to build a better connection to airport employment. and to also work with the employers and develop a human resources framework that will hold this new era of retail. I kind of see the strategy level stuff, and then I really like to break it down to the detail and um, say we can do a whole lot more if we set our mind to it. And if we come up with a good plan, it needs to come from a boardroom and it needs to have that commitment and the support and the investment from the industry so that we attract the right people and the most successful um, uh, demographics and build sustainability and future back into the channel.
0: So what makes it so unique?
1: Every day you're working with new people mm. and every customer is a first-time customer. The repeat customers at the airport are very, um, are either a flight crew or business commuters, but the majority of customer engagements are first-time and one-time engagements. Mm. So that is, I think, what makes this so attractive for the right sales staff they enjoy that and the pressure is off you don't have to keep a book of business you don't have to call your customers to come back and you know receive um you know call them into the store for an experience they are there they have a boarding pass in the hand that is why they're in the store because they have a boarding pass and
0: your your job is really to to service them as best you can
1: Yes, absolutely. So the, it is a day filled with new connections. And I think that's what makes it so rewarding.
0: Other than the obvious, what are the differences between that and a regular store downtown?
1: I think it is that accessibility. That the travel retail is really only available to those who are boarding a flight that day. Okay. And You know, on any given day, you can't just walk into a travel retail store. You have to have you have to have a plane ticket. Yes. And that's what makes it unique. And that is the biggest, I think, differentiator. Um, Brands also heavily invest into travel retail and travel retail exclusives. So that is also um, a driving factor for the success of travel retail is that there are many items that are only available in travel retail that are not available in the domestic market and so that it builds that intrigue it builds that curiosity it builds that unique offer and retailers are typically you know not in the local market unless some markets allow a duty-free store in the city center but uh, retailers are typically just in airports and so that ecosystem and that uh, those logistics they're unique to airports very different
0: So uh, in in closing, what's the best way to get a job, a position, much like you have at YVR?
1: Oh, to be a staffing provider at YVR and a recruiter? Yes. I think, um, you know, looking for those tenders and airport authorities have... um, Information on their websites, on the tenders that are open, and um, and bidding on them, and that's how you come into it. It's it's one step at a time, and you know what's so interesting, Dr. Leg, is how my very unusual career path has led to this journey, and really every detail has added mm. a skill set that is now contributing. To the overall benefit mm. and we were foster parents for 10 years <laughs> oh. so we learned a lot about holding a relationship and holding a you know a function and, and a service for a period of time and you never knew whether a child would be placed for five days or for five years because anything can happen and yet Anytime the, you know, the ministry or the parent, all of a sudden that child can be, you know, returned back to their parent and they can move on. And you really have to hold that relationship and that purpose with a very open hand. And grieve when it's done and move on um, and realize how it has enriched you to do a better job and to connect better next time. And staffing is very much like fostering because mm. they are not my staff i just i'm privileged to mm. interview them and to screen them and to qualify them and when they're successful through all the stages to offer an employment and to offer uh and yes and to extend an offer of employment but they're not working for me they are assigned to the retailer and they're assigned oh. to sell that specific brand and they have they're very much part of that decision process. They also provide input on you know what the needs are and um, how to upskill or how to add more team. And that is really in their that those are their decisions. And we really just have to go along with that and hold that with an open hand and hold it professionally, and of course, uphold the applicable employment um, you know, standards for each region so it is a very privileged role in that sense and i don't take that lightly mm. i want that time to be good we don't know if a, an employee is with us for you know 5 months or for 10 years but that time that they're with us i want that time to be to count and to add value to their resume and that's what we're really big about is building their career story. I want my staff to be in a better um, position for their next role when they leave us. I want them to understand the market value of their skills. I want them to have tools to, you know, advance and to progress in their career uh, to the best of their abilities. So I hold that as a privilege And cheer them on when it is time and um, you know look for the next candidate that is ready and um, that is I think just a huge uh, opportunity and privilege for me to be in that relationship.
0: So in closing how do people reach you?
1: How do they reach us? We have a website uh, sparkgroupinc.com and you can apply for jobs on Indeed uh, or on job boards when they're posted and when we have um, open and when we have vacancies. And um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Heidi Van Roon, and that's a great way to connect with me. I am always on LinkedIn. We are very active on social media. And if you want to be added to our mail list, we do email broadcasts about our industry and market intelligence and insights and you know thought leadership. And uh, you can request to be added to that email list.
0: You know, I've got to say, in my line of work, I'm fortunate enough to interview all kinds of people in broad ranges of careers. Uh, But very few people have the uh, enthusiasm, the excitement uh, that you do. Uh, that would attract people to want. I I want to get into this business. I want to find out more about this business. So you're the great. You're the best spokesman for that. So thank you so much for this morning. I appreciate it very much.
1: Thank you, Dr. Leg. This has been an immense privilege, and I admire your line of work. Through the Vancouver Board of Trade and my membership there over more than ten years, I have crossed paths with Canada wide and with your work, your books your keynotes, your, and I've just really respected everything that you have done to pave the way for the next wave of entrepreneurs and business leaders in our community and you know, in our country and in our sphere of influence. So thank you. Uh,
0: you're very kind. Well, thank you. And you have a great, great day.
1: <laughs> thank you very much, Dr. Leg. All the bye best bye. to you. Bye-bye.